welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast with your hosts, Gary, Chuck, and Proper Brian, with special guest, Jeff. On episode 27, we talk about gaming with family. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. All right, guys. Uh, another episode. I'm Gary. I'm Proper Brian, I think. Chuck here. Hey, and we're down one one person. Uh, yeah, just, just Brian can't make it. He was sick. But we've got our good friend here. You've heard we've us got talk a great about sub it. in. Yeah, we've got a really good. Talk right. about a good uh, substitute here. Our friend Jeff. Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, my name's Jeff, and uh, I guess I've known y'all for a number of years. Um, just grew up here in Abilene. I've been gaming since I was real young, and um, a plethora of games. So. I'm here to just throw in my opinions and my insights on my experience. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Jeff is going to bring a lot to this discussion we're going to have today. Gary, what, what is that discussion? We're going to be talking about gaming with your family. Gaming with our family. I think Jeff, uh, well, Jeff has some, some, some really interesting pers- um, insight here. Before we get too far in, though, we've got to talk about our brewers here. So, Sean, you've got something that looks really interesting. Oh, never, I've seen this before, but t- tell us. Yeah. So I've, I've had this on the show. I don't think I've talked about it on the show yet. This is the uh, Violet You're Turning Violet uh, beer. It's a blueberry sour IPA. Mm. I love the name. What, who makes it? Uh, that's a good question. Let's see. Um, by Martin House Brewing Company in Fort Worth. Um it's my last one, so I'm gonna enjoy it. You uh, you were really <laughs> rocking these uh, a few weeks back. You were loving them. Oh, they're so good. I'm gonna have to go get some more. Well, it looks good. Uh, proper Ryan, how about well, yourself? As tradition seems to hold, I've got another real ale uh, brew with me tonight. It's called a Commissar. It's a Russian Imperial Stout. The Commissar's in town. Oh, yeah. oh. And just, I mean, so this comes from the sampler pack I usually pick up uh, that Real L does that has the real heavy, the black quad, and this one. And, you know, normally I would say that, I, I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite out of those. Um, and this one's just, just as good. So it's really good. What I like about that sampler pack is usually when you buy a sampler pack of beer, say there's, you know, there's six beers, you might really like four of them if you're lucky. There's those other two that come in there. You're like, well, they're all right. Like, I'll I'll save them for my friend, or like, you know, I'll, I'll, that day I'm desperate and I really want a beer to go with the burger. It's in the back of the fridge. That sampler pack, you can't go wrong with any of the beers. Like, yeah, I think the black quad is still my favorite. But I think so. Man, like the commissar is not bad at all. Well, Jeff, how about you? You and I have the same beer. We have and, the same and, thing. You yeah. gifted me uh, what you had brought. I, I didn't have and, any of my own. In true Gary Just Brian fashion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I didn't think about that. Usually I'm bumming beer off him. And, uh, you know, I, I, this, this time I actually brought some brought the beer. Oh, I, I really feel like I'm fitting yeah. in then. Yeah, you're fitting in. So uh, Stella, our, our, I can never say it. Stella Artois. Artois? Yeah. You know, it's not my favorite beer. And I know I'll probably get some flack from, from my friends. In fact, I do get flack from some of my uh, beer snob friends. Me. Uh, <laughs> in this room <laughs> you know it's it's a beer that uh i have to be in the mood for but it's kind of like a good fallback beer for me so i go to the store there's, i'm just not really feeling anything too heavy today i reach for the stella you know? it, it's good i mean um for tonight terrific it's great that you had it personally i'm kind of partial here to sean's yeah. sour ipa oh you love the sour. i love right? a good goza yes mm-hmm. and um mm, yeah that's all right i'm still gonna finish this though <laughs> So I'll tell you why I bought this today, because I was listening to our last episode, um, brushing up on some notes, and we mentioned our friend Greg Lewis Qualls in there. I mentioned him in the last yes. episode, and uh, I introduced Greg to Stella, and he really liked it, and so I'm listening, I'm walking through the store, and I, <laughs> with the headphones on, I hear Greg's name, I'm like in the beer aisle, and I'm like... <laughs> Greg, Stella, gotta get some Stella, and that's honestly that's why I got it. That association, and I I, I miss Greg. So, Greg, if you ever if you ever listen to this and hear this, you're a good guy, you're a stand up guy, and I'm drinking a I'm drinking a beer in your honor here tonight. Here's to you, guys. <laughs> Getting back, kind of talking about talking about some games. 
have like what have we what have you been playing lately? Shuck, have you been, have you been getting any games to the table? I've been playing organizing my garage. That's what I've been playing. <laughs> and that's that, a game, isn't it? That, yeah, that, that that's a like, game right there. That's Tetris. A time time management and uh yeah, pretty much and, and like a Tetris game, like yeah, spatial. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's what more it is like for pick me. up and delivery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I haven't gotten very many. I haven't gotten anything actually since the last time I recorded. Well, sometimes that happens, man. I mean, I know we all get kind of busy. I know this last month has been kind of crazy. Uh, my gaming has gone down quite a bit, although true to our topic, I've been able to game with my family son. Uh, mainly, I've been playing with uh, my son Atticus. We've been playing a heck of a lot of Blitz Bowl, and that game is just going up and up in my estimation. I actually got to play. I with got you. to play that with you not too long ago, <laughs> Proper and, Brian. I'm telling I, you that that is a good game. <laughs> there's it takes. Blood Bowl, which to to be fair, I've never actually played a full game of Blood Bowl. I played a little bit of one, and uh, man, Blitz Bowl it just kind of distills it down into like a forty-five minute game. I think ours ran closer to an hour, but that was that's that was an outlier. We just we there was a rules teach, and also, man, we we were just neck and neck. I think we went but, through the cards instead of the scoring, like the yeah. end of the game kind of thing. We went we went through the end of the deck, all the way through the deck, and that's not generally at least when I play with my son. He usually whoops up on me, and so I, I don't make it about halfway through the deck. Uh, now, have you played that one, Jeff? I have not played that one. Uh, back in the old days, I used to play Blood Bowl. Okay. So I'm interested in it, especially if it's a little quicker. It's, it's a uh, lot quicker. Yeah. Well, so at some point in the future, I need to introduce you to it. I think you, you and uh, your I, son would love it. I think Zach and I would like it. Yeah. So anything else for you, Proper Brian? Yeah. Um, so kind of going in, in line with our topic tonight. Uh, my wife and I have been playing uh, several times uh, together. She uh, she homeschools our kids, and the other day, or I guess, I guess it was last week, she was telling me, she was like, I need to use my brain in a different way than I do, like, keeping up with kids and teaching. And so she was like, I really want to play a game. I want to play Wingspan. And I was like, that's great. That's, nice. Let's go play. Let's play Wingspan. So we did that, and... And we've we've played several other games, but that's the one that she keeps wanting to come back to, which is fine with me. It's fun yeah, and it's a good game, and I like it. And so we've been having we've been having fun with Wingspan. Very cool. How, how about yourself, Jeff? Here recently, I've just recently learned about Homeworld, and it may not be familiar. Looney Labs, you know, the one that makes little pyramids. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I picked up a copy of Pyramid Arcade, and it was a game that was in it, and. It's a great two-player. So I play Binary Homeworlds with Zach here recently. We can just kick it out, throw it wherever, you know, play it wherever we're at. Um, other than that, uh, I recently got a play-in of uh, Res Arcana with Zach as well. And um, before coming here, I had my first play of 1889. Which Wow. And yeah. my brain still hurts a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say I'm amazed you're here. I played that one <laughs> last week with the same guys you, you played mm-hmm. today. And... Uh, that was my second 18xx, and uh, I, I loved it. So, real quickly, what were your thoughts on that game? I was intrigued with it. Uh, number one, it's so outside the typical games I play. I mean, it, it's unique in its stock and lane of the tracks. I enjoyed it. It was intriguing. Um, a lot of mechanics there, wondering, oh, what am I going to do with this company, selling these stocks? Just a lot of different ways to think about what was going on. Didn't grasp it 100% yeah. at all. But um, as as a first play, I think there's a lot of room in there to explore. And I, I look forward okay, to some cool. more. Oh, awesome. I think it's really cool how like those, those stock games, the stock and rail games, like that is a very popular theme. And I think it's because what, what you said about it, it's like there's so much interplay between those things and the way that they work together. And uh, like our play of Irish Gage, you know, like, yes. Um, there's so many games that use that, and they and it's just fun almost every time. Maybe, maybe uh, no. Shuck's played 18. Shuck has played and destroyed me in an 18x game. It was fun. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> the three of us can get a game in sometime. The game or the destroying. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Y'all just yeah. play a Lacerda game right after, and I'll lose. So that's. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> well, with with that, let's let's go ahead and jump into our main topic. Well, uh, so we're all we're all family family guys here, family men here. And so we thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about gaming with family. I think we all have some interesting perspectives. We have different ages, um, you know, different situations, whatnot. So uh, 
without further ado, I guess let's jump into the topic of gaming with our family. Um, I, I do want to think it's important to introduce, kind of go around the table and talk a little bit about our family, just in general terms, like, you know, what, how many kids we have, what ages we have, and kind of go go around there. Proper Brian, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, we'll keep this brief, right? So um, I've got uh, four kids. They're all boys. Um, two twins that are seven. They'll be eight uh, pretty soon. And then I've got a four-year-old who will be five soon and then a three-year-old. So like I said, all boys. Um, and they uh, think that dad's game shelf is super cool. And we love to <laughs> we love to, to poke at it. We love to get them out. So, and I also have... I have a wife, um, I mentioned her earlier, and she's, a number one, a great support to me, and number two, um, uh, she occasionally enjoys games with me. Very cool. Well, Jeff, you want to tell us a little bit about your, yeah. your uh, family? A little different. I um, have four daughters who are older. They're out of the house now, ranging from you know, 26 down to 21 years of age, but I still have a 13-year-old boy at home. So the dynamic has changed a little bit from having these girls when they brought their boyfriends around and we do a lot of gaming <laughs> as groups. And now it's just kind of Zach and I with mom every once in a while. She's not a heavy gamer, but she enjoys gaming with us. And um, it's, it's been interesting to see my game collection kind of change to fit that different dynamic mm. with just him and me. It's yeah. a real interesting it's, point. It's, yeah, it's a very interesting yeah. point. Yeah, well, and I think we'll probably we'll get into that here in a little mm -hmm. bit. Chuck, you want to tell us a little bit about your family? Yeah, so I got a 15-year-old daughter and a 5-year-old son. Um, the 15-year-old and I can pretty much play whatever we want when we have the time. She's very busy with band and her Bells dancing squad that she's on. My son is interested. He wants to learn new things but gets frustrated because he obviously can't read yet, and so we have to keep to games that are, are you know more icon based versus text based yeah. you find so the that's, right game. that's something that i struggle with trying to find the right game uh usually there's only a couple that he can do fairly well and so yeah. that's kind of the dynamic it's really hard to get us all together because you have to find a game that's meaty enough for the older one at the same time for the younger child because we're all kind of and that's a challenge game. that's a real challenge yeah i mean there's a 10-year gap so yeah. it's that's that's a pretty big gap. For myself, I've I've got four kids as well. Um, I've got a 15 year old daughter, a 14 year old son, a 12 year old daughter, and a 10 year old daughter, and my wife who will who will game with me. In fact, she's over the past year or so she's become a bit more of a gamer, which has been good good for me. But I I don't want to get too pushy with it either. Uh, so I always just kind of let her take the lead as far as what games she wants to play. But uh, with the kids, they go off. It's kind of off and on, like you know, they, they all do game with me. So for, for so I have quite a bit to talk about in this conversation. But as we'll get into, you know, that that dynamic kind of changes um, with time or with their schedules or whatnot. As teenagers are, yeah, yeah. teenagers are. So <laughs> it's week on, week off. That's <laughs> exactly. I think Chuck. Well, there you go. That's pretty much my conversation with the teenager. Uh, what I want to say about the teenagers, what Chuck just said. Sometimes it's cool to game with dad. Sometimes not so much. But let's go ahead and just kind of kind of set a baseline. Like how much do you actually game with your family? And then kind of compare it to how you how much you game with your game group or, or other, you know, local gamers. Um, kind of get an idea of roughly what that percentage is. So we'll I guess we'll go in the same order here. Proper Brian, like how much do you game with your family, generally speaking? Um I try to at least uh, play games with them once a week. Um, but usually recently it's been more simply because they're asking for, uh, they're asking to play. And as long as time permits, um, I love to get a game out with them. So, um, so I play with, uh, with my family, I would say pretty consistently, fairly often, uh, more so than I get to play with, uh, any, any game group, um, simply because of kind of the age of my family, the uh, where yeah. we, where we are, you know, with, uh, I feel like we're just now coming out of the baby stage with our youngest at three. And, uh, so I'm feeling a little bit of freedom coming on from that, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see. But so most of my gaming is with my family. Um, and, uh, some of it's with a, a game group. 
And Jeff, how about yourself? I got to say, Gary, that's kind of hard to quantify. But the way it goes, luckily for me, my work schedule, I get home about the same time Zach does from school. So after some chores are done, we usually have an open window that we can play. And they're not heavy games either. Uh, like I said, I've introduced them to Home Worlds. Yeah. Which I think he has a winning record on that one anyway. Um, and some other lighter games. But um, typically, we try to get maybe one in a day or every other day. Oh, that's very and cool. And sometimes my wife will join in. Depends on how her work day has gone. So uh, usually on the weekend, we try to plan a, a good little portion of time for some gaming. But then again, you know, we have some our regular group on Thursday yeah. nights almost weekly. And yeah. then usually a little time on the weekends. Either myself or sometimes Zach will join along as well because he's 13 now. He's getting more curious about some certain games and uh, enjoys playing with a larger, you know, just not against his dad all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're actually able to, that's, you're at a cool stage. You're actually able to integrate him into your game group sometimes. Yes. Yes. Cool. He can get into, you know, he's, he has a mind now that um, he surprises me sometimes, you know, with his forward thinking. And um, yeah. So it's so cool to see too. So it's cool to see him that come out in your kids. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a cool spot to be at. How about you, Chuck? Uh, so I don't play as much as I would like. I, I definitely don't do every day or so. But uh, maybe we could get a game in more like once a month or something like that. We just it, if we do any gaming, it's usually on Xbox or something like that. Just because we can, there's no real time limit yeah. to it. We can play mm -hmm. whenever, shut it off, and it's you know homework bed. Exactly. Uh, I'm kind of so, sometimes it works best. Kind of single parenting it at the moment, so it's it's kind of. Difficult to really do anything or have much time uh, with two kids. So yeah, and, and you've got you've got kind of different uh, different different tasks you might have to yeah might be on your well, one or two do list. Some of my gaming with Zach on a daily basis is just to get him away from you know playing Fortnite or whatever else he's in. See, that's we, we've been playing Fortnite together. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, just, cool. I'm about I'm about as addicted as he is. So. I, you know, I didn't grow up with video games as much. So I don't quite have that addiction and um, man, I look at computers all day. So when I get home, I'd rather just have a little FaceTime. Yeah. I think I think Chuck brings up something that's important to highlight here is that like these different stages and different ways that gaming looks for us. It, like we're not trying to like compare and say like we get to play a lot because you know because we have a lot of kids it's like these these different stages come and go yeah. and uh it's important for i don't know it's, I, I feel like it's like before i had kids i had i didn't realize the impact they would have on some on some of my uh my leisure time and including gaming and so I feel like it's it's a good thing. Like if you're not a parent yet, if you're going to be a parent sooner, if you're like if that's coming down the road for you, it's good to know. I mean, just at least to have that expectation out there of uh, things change and it's okay. You yeah. Know? And you know, I, I will say that's what I would say. My answer to this question is most of the time it's about half and half, but there are some months where it seems like the kids are hanging out with their friends. We have. Um, my wife's sister actually lives down the street and around the corner from us. So my son goes okay. to play with his cousin a lot of times. There's times where like I'm sitting in the in the doorway holding the box, like, "Don't you want to play a game with dad?" And he's like on a skateboard <laughs> going down there. And uh, you know, my daughter, she's 15, she's in high school, she's busy. Uh, the younger two, they do like to play games, but it, it feels like we just go through these phases. So there'll be times when everyone wants to, like we rarely get a bigger game together we can occasionally grab moments with here and there with one or one of them. And so right now I'm kind of in an uptick, but in, in another month or two, I may be, I may go a whole month without being able to play a game with them just because of the schedule. So I would say general, like right now, generally, if you average the year out, it's probably half and half, but there are definitely times when I'm, I'm playing with our game group way more than I am with the kids. Mm -hmm. and, and I get to, we, we play a little bit more during the holidays when they're not quite as busy and don't have as much homework and other things to do. We, we try to get a lot more gaming in then. Yeah. And, um, one thing you were telling me just cause our, our daughters go to school together. Um, your daughter has a really busy schedule, so that's got to affect it. I mean, you, you're, there's every day. You were, what you were telling me, it was pretty brutal. I was like, yeah, I mean, you're lucky just to get home and 
and get them fed and put to put to bed. So you know, there's that there's that aspect. You know, that we gotta we gotta. There's the practical. Just do we have time for it? So when you do game, is it part of like your family time, or is that kind of a separate deal? So is like is there a, is there a separate family time thing you do? Like maybe you have a show you watch together, or you you know you read a book together, or something like that, or is have you been able to integrate that game time into being one of the primary family time components? Because I know for me, I'll, I'll just jump in and answer this one first. I haven't found that magical magical recipe for that. So every once in a while, we'll get together and play like a game of uh, uh, Sheriff of Nottingham where most of the family plays. But I never seem to get a game where all of us play. And it kind of bugs me, but you know, it is what it is. There's always someone in a family as big as mine, someone who's either away doesn't feel good just isn't interested and I don't want to force them to play and so I, I haven't found that magical recipe so I was wondering if any of you guys have been able to integrate um, family time and game time pretty well so I've tried to like institute several times like Saturday is game night game day you know have like a have like this is on the calendar kind of thing and that's always kind of falling apart um, and with my kids being at the ages that they are, the seven-year-olds, the, the twins, uh, they're able to play um, some pretty interesting games at this point. Like they're starting to get to that point that they can, uh, they've played Takinoko with me, they've played Carcassonne with me. Uh, I taught them Scythe recently and they they oh, understood nice. it. Like I was like, wow, wow okay, that's, cool. That's crazy. Um, we haven't played it yet, but... Um, but they, they want to do that kind of stuff. And I feel like that kind of leaves the four-year-old and the three-year-old out. And I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I want to give them, the uh, like the older ones, the chance to play the games they want to play. And so it's been hard for me to balance that. Of So I'll get to play a game with them. And then I need to go and try to do something with the younger ones, too, if, if I can. Um, so, um, but that's, that's kind of why the... the like the instituting like a, a night, you know, like a specific night to do it kind of fell through. So it's been more of a, uh, this just happens kind of, uh, more naturally, I okay. guess. Like they, yeah. it's more like, Hey, we've got some free time right now. Let's play a game, dad, yeah. you know? And so we'll get a game out or, uh, anyway, so it's, it's been more organic than it has been like a, an event. Just to real quick, jump in and speak to something you said, um, that really spoke to my experience. Uh, when you're trying to, when you have multiple kids like that and they're fairly close in ages, so mine, mine are about a five year difference, you know, from the oldest to the youngest. And so there'd be times where I'd be, I'd be playing a game with the oldest two, the youngest two would want to play much like you're talking about, or maybe even the oldest three. And I felt really bad because my youngest just wasn't ready for it. And I always felt bad telling her no. So I would like try to find a way to incorporate it. But then often that made the other three um, just miserable because then my turn would take forever and they're like, come on, dad, we, we would be done 10 minutes ago. And so I think it's okay just to finally, you, I think for each person, you just have to find what that is and go, okay, you know what? I, I'm not going to, I'm going to, you know, tell them, okay, well, dad's going to have time for just you and him to play that game maybe. And so I, I found like, maybe that's the one good thing about not always getting together as a group. Is it mine? That mine tends to be one-on-one. So it's just one of them will seek me out, and I'm like, all right, we'll we'll, we'll play one on one. No one's really left out on that, but I do know that's a struggle. It's a real struggle when you're trying to you want to be inclusive, but you're also like, but big brother and big sister or whatever can play this game, but you're just not ready for it yet, and they feel so left out. So yeah. Anyways, how about yourself, Jeff? Yes, uh, you know, being younger with the girls at home, we usually on the weekends we would have a game night, and as you said. Gary, you know, it's difficult to find a game that maybe all four girls wanted to play, you know, along with the wife and myself, especially when Zach was younger and he wasn't involved. So we tended to lean towards social type deduction games. Yeah. One Night Werewolf. I don't, I, I don't know how many plays I have on BGG of that. <laughs> because it was quick. I, once you kind of got the rules down, the girls loved to play off each other. You know, the youngest one, I just remember one time, she just had us all fooled and it was, it was great, you know, um, just getting that different response from her. But, um, now it, Zach and I will tend to incorporate into part of the day, usually, you know, right after supper before he's kind of released to do what he needs to do or, uh, 
whatever he wants to do before bedtime. Yeah. But he and I have always just kind of thrown in a little playtime. Um, rock, paper, scissor. That was, that was it growing <laughs> up. Like I'd take him to school and drop him off. And I don't know if it's kind of like the father son way of not saying I love you or whatever, but when we, we do that rock, paper, scissor three times and he'd win. That's great. Yeah. And we still do that now, but, uh, it's kind of the same thing when we play a game, he'll, he'll look forward to just sitting down for a while. He's not a heavy gamer, I'll say, Yeah. but he does enjoy the experience of just something new and it's, Nothing real heavy. I don't know if I could get them into a game of scythe, you know, but uh, not yet anyway. Maybe oh, they they want to do it. That I I don't. We might try it soon, but yeah. see how that goes. <laughs> so oh, make sure you buy those metal ones so they don't destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> then again, one could get thrown across the table. So you, you, you never know. <laughs> how about uh, yourself, Shark? So when I first started, I mean, kind of ties in the last episode, we're talking about how we got into gaming and uh, so that. 2013-ish point in my life, 12, 13, was really kind of getting into the hobby, like really diving in deep. And at the time, I was, you know, very um, overzealous about playing games. And so we, I did institute a, a weekly gaming night. Uh, but at the time, it was just my daughter and, and my wife. And so we were playing um, every week, and I was introducing new games. Um, that lasted for a little while. And then the wife got uh, tired of learning new games, and then, and then later on we had the little one, and then that kind of all just fell through. And so now it's usually when I play, it's either with my daughter or with my son. It's and it's more yeah. of like that organic type thing. There's no real game night anymore. You know, I think it's okay though. Like you said, you know, you tried to have it and it was good, and may, and that maybe works really well for some families. And I'd love to be able to just look forward to be like, yeah, Tuesday nights are night. But sometimes just letting it like happen like organically. Like, so you've introduced some games and they, they say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm free. I want to play this game. You know, I think sometimes those spontaneous game nights are, are almost almost more fun in, in my, in, at least in my experience. Yeah, and I also want to say like it's not that I failed doing it. It's, it's not that, I mean, it's just you're responding to life and, you know, making – uh, this hobby work inside of your life. You know, yeah. your life is, is a lot, all the things in life kind of have to take precedence. Um, and this is a secondary thing. And honestly, that's a good thing. You know, I, yeah. I need those secondary things in life that I can, I can enjoy. Right. Right. Um, so it's not, it's not that I failed and it's not that I can't try again. And, yeah. um, so if, if that happens to you, you know, if, uh, like you try to do something that doesn't work out, don't get discouraged. Just try it again later. Well, and I, and I hated forcing the issue too, and not everybody wanted to be involved at that point. It's like you right. don't want to force someone to be. We want to be there for fun. I think at that point, when you're discovering the hobby, and you and you, you kind of force feed games to like I, random strangers. I yeah. may have turned some people off from gaming because of my want to play. I've I've <laughs> caught myself sometimes being over eager because <laughs> I'm a bit of a war gamer as well, and you know trying to want to push these games out the girls just they would get up from the table and go you know but yeah. <laughs> no, i've definitely been there where my wife's like hey let's play a game and i'm like and she's thinking like uh you know something easy like carcassonne and i'm like so you want to play vinos and she's like no i want to play carcassonne what about my brand new game that yeah. i just got in from kickstarter <laughs> that's right I, dude i did that with clinic the other day i thought i i thought i had this brilliant clinic teach i was like i got it down and i go to teach her and like i i think her eye literally was twitching she was just like <laughs> i just like i love you but and she even played like one whole round and finally i looked at her i said we need to put this up don't we and she's like yes please you know and and she was like so credit to her she tried uh, luckily my 15 year old daughter liked it. So I think we'll play it at some point. I think there's hope out there. I had on Mars set up on the table and just kind of little soloing going through the rules and Zach walked over and he was interested. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of explained the game a little bit and he nods his head and walks off, yeah. which is good. I mean, he'll get around eventually. Yeah. Well, do you, do we have like, just kind of sounds like we all have some pretty cool moments. We really like, do we have like a favorite moment gaming with our family or maybe like a favorite game you love to play with your family or maybe it's like with your son do you have a favorite game so jeff we'll yes. kick it to you like what do you have a fa uh, do you and your son like have a favorite game or is there 
is there a particular experience that just really sticks out to you when you think I, about gaming and your I family? I think like uh, probably most here can attest to, it changes over time. Um, we used to have this print and play called um, Aliens, This Time It's War, by Mark Chaplin, I think his name is. And it's, um, it was reworked as Revolver, um, a game. But it's a two-player, and we really had a lot of fun with it. And then we kind of evolved into um, another game. And we played just a variety of two-player um, fighting games. My fondest memories, if I want to think of gaming, really is probably having maybe 10 people around the table. The girls, they're dating at that time. They have their boyfriends. Oh, wow. That's got to be interesting. Yeah. And we're playing One Night Werewolf or we're playing um, The Resistance. Okay. You know, those are just great games, great times. It's yeah. not real rules heavy. It's like, okay, it's your turn. It's your turn. You know, there's crosstalk playing pit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Or getting together with the family and spoons. You know, any of those oh, yeah. type games that are spoons. It always ends violently with my in laws. Right. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed those with the girls. With, with Zach, it's more than just the two player. Um, games that we play okay yeah how about yourself proper Brian? i think for and it, it really depends on the kid right like um my my four-year-old like he just wants to get out my first castle panic and play that over and over and over and over and over and that's fine and it's and i'm happy to do that with him it's quick and it's fun and he loves it um the older two um kind of had been have been kind of hopping around like they just like to play games they don't care yeah. what it is uh, they just want to play a game and i mean occasionally they'll request something um but you know whatever the the thing is that they're interested in whether it's uh you know i don't know just anything <laughs> bring out an old game they all used to play or something yeah. right well yeah. so they started wanting to just get the game on the table and look at it. Like they just wanted to see all the pieces and that kind of the toy factor of it, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe they're going to be kind of a, a, a gamer like me where I like to learn new things. And I like, I'm kind of hoping that we'll see. Be cool. Well, how about yourself, Chuck? So uh, I guess my favorite gaming moment was when and we've talked about it before, actually, when just Brian was on where my, my son was teaching Fandubal to his kids. <laughs> That, that was a cool. moment of, of like, it's such a simple game. It's just dice. It's I mean, it's very similar to Zombie Side if you're not familiar with Fan wow, How cool that he was teaching it. Though. Yeah, he was teaching right. it to him. And then, you know, he's getting mad, like, no, you're doing it wrong. And, <laughs> and so, but that that was probably, you know, a good, like, dad gaming moment. Like, yeah, he's, he's growing into the hobby a little bit. The, he's got the rules right. The problem with that is we played that game so many times, I'm tired of it at the moment. Yeah. Like, I, which is, I, I hate discouraging him from wanting to play, but... The, yeah. Well, that's another aspect of, you know, playing games with your children. Sometimes they'll bring yeah. up a game and you may not be in the mood for it or it may not be a game that you're particularly interested in at the time, but it's the experience. Yeah. yeah. My my youngest loves playing Sheriff of Nottingham. She actually calls it Sheriff of Not Eating Ham just for fun. <laughs> um, that's just like a funny name that, that someone came up with. And like seeing that game makes my eyes bleed. Like I just, I don't, but like I'm like, oh yeah, we could play that one. And inside, I'm like, there's a part of the gamer part of me is like, not, oh man, no. But as a dad, like you're saying, I'm like, okay, well, she wants to play it. I, you I, want to I, feed that excitement. Yeah, I right? want to feed yes. that excitement. So I'm like, yeah, let's play that one. I think for me, um, I have to admit, like just the um, the Blood Bowl stuff with my son has been really great. And I think um, there was one time, uh, this speaks to something that, that you said about your own son. Um, there was one time I met up with yourself and a couple other people when we played Blood Bowl Team Manager. Yes. And we got a four-player game in. It was my first four-player game, and my son played with us. And he talked about that game, like how he got to play with my friends for like for weeks afterwards. And I think I don't know. I think he won, but I think he did really well. I think he beat me, and then maybe maybe you won or something. But uh, that's the thing about that game. Like I don't really. It doesn't really matter who won. I had such fun a blast playing it, and. I think that's probably if I had to like pinpoint one favorite memory, but just that series, the the Blood Bowls uh, team manager and Blitz Bowl. We, for whatever reason, he's latched onto it, and so because he has, I'm all about that. Like we're painting our teams now, and we're like getting more teams. And man, I mean, 
wasn't something I was really planning on doing. And then now they're going to, they recently announced season two and he's like, we're going to get that. Right. And I'm like, you betcha. You know, I'm like, I want to pre-order that if I can, just because like he's into it and like, he wants to talk like strategy. Like today we're sitting at lunch and he's want to talk strategy about the dwarf team. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all for that. Like I never thought I'd be having that conversation with him. So for right now, like where I'm at right now, that's totally my favorite thing. That's great. So as we kind of start to wrap this conversation up, Let's uh, let's kind of throw out some recommendations for games that might be good for certain situations, whether it be couples or certain develop like stages of development for for children. So, Jeff, uh, do you want to tell us maybe like what's what's a good two player game you'd recommend? Sure, the the adult of the house and me, which is my wife, uh, Japor, and I know they have a reprint out here recently with a larger box. But as a two player that we can just take with us, it plays pretty quickly. It's you know best two out of three. Um, that's a that's a great little two player game right okay. there. Yeah, I haven't played that one. I need to, I need to try that. Yeah, that's one I've I've actually had my eye on. I've it's been in the Amazon card a few times. It's a sweet one. You should pick it up. Yeah. To be honest, I don't care for it that much. Yeah. Well, oh. that's Sean. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no, that's that's good though. I mean, that's that's good to know. So, uh, it's not not like loved by all. So there had to be some water dumped in this episode somewhere. There it is. That's, that's well, my uh, that's my Hanabi, I guess. I don't. Oh, <laughs> oh no, don't. don't. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, I'm trying not to sidetrack this conversation. So, Chuck, do you have a good two player that you um, recommend? It doesn't even have to be a two player only game. It could just be a game that plays well at two players. So I guess the one that my daughter and I like to play is Agricola when we have the time. That's I mean, a great two-player game. Talked honestly. about it, but I think it's good at two. It's It doesn't take as long. It's maybe an hour or so for a two-player. It's actually so pretty it's, brisk at two-player. Um, and it's surprisingly, would you say, it was? It surprised me how fast it could be at two-player. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a game I've not played yet. Yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, I agree with Chuck. That's a, that's a, man, I didn't even think of that one, and it's a really good one. Because you normally think of playing that with three or four people, but it is it is so good. I, I would just throw out, um, well, I've already been singing the praises of the uh, Blitz Bowl, so I'll go with another one, uh, Seven Wonders Duel. It's it's a good game, so it's nice like game. good for like yes. couples. Although, strangely, I bought it for my daughter as a present, so it's her copy. I haven't actually played it with my <laughs> wife. I could teach it to her easily, but my daughter and I, that's one game that my middle daughter and I do like to play. And uh, and we she she can grok it pretty well at 12. I mean, it's, it's not a problem for her to understand what's going on. I don't think like overall strategy, she's super strong at it, but she beats me. So, you know, it's a good game. How about yourself? I'm going to cheat. Um, <laughs> so I've already mentioned wingspan. Yeah. Uh, it, it plays great with two people. Um, another recent favorite uh, for my wife and I is uh, Codenames duet. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if you've played this yet, but it plays it plays really. It's kind of a, a cooperative version of Codenames. Interesting. Uh, it's really cool, um, and it comes with a, a a way to kind of play a campaign of it, and it's real interesting. Uh, I mean, it's not an in depth campaign, but it just offers some different challenges. Um, and uh, like I said, I'm going to cheat, so I'm going to mention one more, and that's Azul. Um, it plays oh. uh, really well at two, and it's another one that uh, that we like to get out a lot. Yeah, that one's that one's another good one where it's good at two, but good at all player counts, really. Yeah, Lost Cities is also another. Oh really man, good one. oh man, Sean's throwing off the hits. Lost Cities is a <laughs> great one. Fortune yeah. Four, it was Lost yeah. Cities. Yes, Lost Cities is cool and it's it's quick. The thing about Lost Cities, I know, um, man, I don't want to keep talking about these games too much, but Lost Cities is great because you usually play in three rounds, right? But you can just play one round. I almost always play one, which is like the ten, a ten minute game. So it's like a good ten right. minute game if you have thirty minutes. Do the whole three rounds and add your scores up, and it, it does change a little bit there. So how how would you? And I'm going to start start off with you on this one, um, proper Brian. How like what's a game that you'd suggest for those younger kids? So just because you have younger kids in your house, although Shuck, you do as well. Um, you have a lot like, of younger kids. You're saying like how, how young? Like let's just say um, we're talking like, like preschool, preschool, kindergarten, preschool, okay. ki- kindergarten, first grade. Uh, the one that we got the most mileage out of and, and and we will again soon is animal upon animal. Um, it's a, it's a stacking dexterity game and, uh, the pieces are just cool. They're, they're these, you know, wooden animals that you stack on, on this wooden crocodile piece. Yeah. And, uh, it's quick. It's, it's easy. It's fun. And they, they really loved it. Um, and I'm, I need to get that out with my two younger ones now. 
Um, cause the twins, when they were little bitty, that's one of the first games that they really got into. So that's one I would recommend animal upon animal. Sean, how about yourself? Uh, that reminds me stacking. I haven't played a whole lot with my son. Cause I, like I said before, I yeah. struggle to figure out, um, and my first response was going to be downforce because that's one that he likes a lot, and it you know cool he he asks for it all the time. But uh, stacking Rhino Hero is also pretty good with kids. Yeah. They he likes that one quite a bit as well. So you have Rhino Hero? Uh, yeah. Well, technically it's my daughter's, but oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I I was thinking about Rhino Hero, and I have um, I was gonna suggest it as well as my first Carcassonne, which is a good yes. entry to the Carcassonne games. It was actually a pretty fun little game. Like, as a, I think it's important because it, as a dad, like I didn't get bored playing it. It was it was a fun game. So so uh, it just reminded me the um, the, is it my first Stone Age or I don't yeah. remember what it is. It's the my kids Stone Age. Age. Yeah. The I don't like Stone Age, but I think the kids version is great. Huh. Okay. Uh, That's cool. That's Zane a... really liked that one, and he wanted me to buy it. Like, it's kind of an expensive game to be yeah. honest. But he wanted me to buy it after he played uh, just Brian's copy with his kids. He really liked that one. That's pretty cool. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any recommendations? I, I remember some earlier. It's going to be a little different. Moncala, or they call it um, mm-hmm. Kala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the six houses and pick up the stones. Uh-huh. It was tactile, so you know the girls would play against each other, just picking up these stones, dropping uh, dropping them off, and they kind of had to think ahead a little bit. I I enjoyed playing that one with them some others would be early rolling rights i don't know if y'all know the game like payday life Mm, yeah yeah Yeah. they enjoyed those along with the card games i mean uno they would play that one um phase 10 which really carries on long but uh or just you know any other card game um those were those were the intros for them you know that's those are awesome, really. Well, those, those are some good ones, and a lot of those have, have been around a long time, so they've kind of stood that test of time. Yes. You know you know, they're, you know they're good and they're easy to find. I think that's I, a good point, too, is that like these, like the early games, um, they don't have to be like these kind of in-depth hobby games. Um, there's still value in some of those older games that um, have always been family games. You know, they've been intended for that, and... And that's how you were using them, you know, as ways to get is is to expose them to gaming, and and they work well for that. That's that's what I grew up with, um, Parker Brothers. Uh huh. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's what I grew up life, with, right? Pay, yeah, payday. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, going off of that, uh, in general, I think some good uh, ideas would be to stick with things like colors and numbers. Yeah. Uh, those tend to work in like dexterity games. One that I've been wanting to get is Ice Cool. I was just about oh, to mention that one. A good one. I think that would actually work really well with my son right now my four-year-old my almost five-year-old that's another one that he loves to play is ice cool well those are some awesome really good suggestions i think uh man i mean i I don't really have much to add to that i mean you guys threw out some good ones i would say um dice games like quirkle quicks or uh, werfel bonanza if you can get your hands on that one um Liar's dice. Yeah, kids love mm, kids yeah. love rolling dice, and generally speaking, those games are pretty simple rules wise, pretty light rules wise. And if you get something wrong, it's you know usually all right. You know, right. It's, as long as we're all having fun. So, what about um, say when we get up to uh, middle school age or high school age? I know you you can probably speak quite a bit to this, Jeff. Uh, well, you have you, Shuck, and I have the, the older the older kids here. So, how about yourself? Like, what? Well, I mean, my girls aren't at the house anymore, yeah. but they went through that stage. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, they really got into social type games, especially the rules overhead was real light. So yeah. they could have their boyfriends over or some friends over five minutes easy. We're playing a game and everyone's laughing. And if you didn't want to play, it was always fun just to watch. So you know who the werewolves are or you know who the spies are. And they're not a huge time sink either, right? So if, no, so if you get the person who's sitting out the game. They're not sitting there for two hours. They're sitting there for 20, 30 bit. minutes. Right. right. No, this is not a 70 person werewolf game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you get into one of those, that could, that could be uh, pretty it's a wild. A few hours. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, well, how, how about yourself, Chuck? Uh, well, I mean, middle school, you could pretty much play whatever game you want at that point, depending on how in depth they are to learning a game. I mean, at, at that time, my daughter was, we were starting with things uh, like, Lords of Waterdeep, um, Takinoko, 
um, uh, games of that medium to yeah. light range, which I still kind of prefer anyway with the family. Um, Those are both really good games. Too. But but like I mentioned a minute ago, Agricola. I mean, it's yeah. so she was able to dive into heavier games as well, and that that was yeah. she was probably seventh or eighth grade when I introduced. That's her to a that. really good. That's a really good point. Is that you kind of have to gauge where your kids are. So like our kids, my kids grew up playing them much like Sean's kids did. So I don't know. All our kids really are grown up playing these games. So, you know, diving into Agricola in eighth grade for Sean's daughter was doable because she's kind of already been introduced to that. And same for my kids, like my oldest daughter, who's, who's the same age, I can play almost anything with her. It just it depends on her interest. You know, her and I played a uh, food chain magnate together, two player, one time, but she was able to, I mean, it's not that hard a game and she rocked it and she actually did really well. So, yeah, my girls were never really heavy gamers. So, you know, as Sean said, well, playing Agricola, I don't think any of them would have gotten into that. So the social gaming was a, a, a good leveler because there's about six years difference between the oldest and the youngest. So skill level is surely going to yeah. show up when you're playing a heavier game. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a good point to kind of wrap up as far as game suggestions is that when you've got that mixed age, maybe try to like lower the, the barrier of entry as far as rules wise. Like, like you said, a social game because I know like in, in my family, my 10 year old, you would think she'd be in trouble playing coup, but she can bluff like nobody's business. And so she, you know, it kind of levels a playing field. And that she can kind of hold her own with the older ones sometimes. Now, sometimes they still just run her over. But, you know, in certain games, in those social games, she can still have a chance. Another good thing, I, I don't want to just almost skip my mind, code names. Oh, Especially yeah. with the different mm -hmm. flavors they have out right now. Those were always big hits because sometimes they'd give clues and my wife and I would look at each other like, what? <laughs> yeah, what's and the girls knew exactly yeah, what they were talking each about. Minds, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think I think uh, co-op games can also like Forbidden mm -hmm. Island. I think is a pretty decent one. Yeah, actually, we don't really need. Yeah, we need to make sure we mention that with this conversation. Is that for the reason that sometimes I don't like playing co-op games with adults because someone wants to quarterback it. As a dad, sometimes they need you to be that quarterback. You got to still don't want to cross that line, but it's okay for you to kind of. Well, like Castle Panic, walk around the. Okay, well, what cards do you have? What cards do you have? What cards do you have? Do you think a trade might be good? And then if they say no, even in your head, if you're thinking, yeah, it really would be good, <laughs> you just let it happen. But you you can kind of – there's nothing wrong with you seeing everyone's cards and you can play nicely. And then for the really young kids, no one loses, which I think is kind of good. I mean, you want to teach – games are good to teach your kids about how to handle losing right. But when they first start, sometimes it's easier if they just all kind of if, – if everyone wins or loses as a group, right? I want to throw one more out there uh, that I – Honestly, haven't haven't played a full game of it yet. I actually just got it out today uh, with my older two, and just to uh, so this plays into what Jeff and Gary were talking about about having a a like light rule set to quickly get things moving, and um, this game really has that, and it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun, and that's uh, wavelength. Um, I bet that's pretty I don't cool. Know if, uh, yeah, and so I got it out. They they wanted to see it, so it kind of has that toy factor of the the cool little device. That you, I have not heard of this game. It's cool. I'll oh. I'll go get it in just a minute and show it to you. Well, there you go. And um, but uh, they thought it was super cool. They they they, they loved the the like the little device, the dial. But they they were like had fun thinking about like you know what's in between these two. Uh, opposites mm -hmm. and how to get someone to guess like what's in the like anyway so wavelength is another good one that it's i could see being a good rules light uh quick to get into and uh, quick to play really great suggestion so any final thoughts kind of on the topic of uh, gaming with your family anything that you guys want to um kind of sum up i guess i'll start since i just talked last <laughs> go ahead um the so the, something that my wife and I talk a lot about is the concept of ebbs and flows and um, how life, um, sometimes uh, things move slowly and sometimes things are just really move, move quickly. And uh, especially with kids, um, it's really hard to, uh, to anticipate like what a stage is going to bring. And my kids are still pretty young, but we've had already several seasons uh, of those 
ebbs and flows. Like sometimes like there's a lot of games and sometimes there's not very many. And sometimes, uh, I don't know if you, if you have kids, I, f- I feel like you understand that concept yeah. and it, it's just good to be able to, to kind of roll with that. Like, um, with whatever that season brings, you know, and being okay with it and yeah, don't kind feel of em- bad. embracing it for what it is and not, uh, resenting it because you don't get to do X or so. Yeah. I'd like to add to that as well. Uh, don't get discouraged with your little ones if they don't have the attention spans. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ebbs and flows, sometimes they'll play for five minutes. Sometimes they'll play for 30, probably not longer than 30. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they're just, and especially in this day and age with media, they're, they're just, you know, they need things going 90 miles an hour. They, they, it's hard for them to sit down, which actually the games are good for teaching them, you know, to focus on something instead of just being all good over point. the place. Yeah. Both, both good points. And I, I've experienced the same thing. It's sometimes the girls are just into it and they, they wanted to play on the weekends, but then with school and just other life going on and, you know, you want you kind of catch yourself realizing this is just the way it goes. And you're just not going to get that game in that weekend. That's fine. And sometimes, you know, I'd have one of them approach me and they would want to play something. And I could break out maybe a heavier game and we'd sit down for a while and learn it. But, um, yeah, like you said, you just, you got to go with life. You know, sometimes they're going to be in for it. And don't, don't be discouraged by it. I've had Zach just not want to play anything for a while. I don't know why. You know, he just, he just wasn't in the mood. And then he came back and he approached me about it and we, played you know undaunted like four four nights in a row <laughs> that's very so. cool i think i go back to proper brian's laws of expectations or <laughs> law of expectations that, that we reference a lot but i think you i think you guys actually kind of hit the nail on the head and that you just got to kind of temper your expectations and understand that uh gaming with a family will have its seasons is a good way to put it you know sometimes it's it's very often and frequent other times uh you know your dad sitting in the away with the game please i thought we were gonna play like you said you wanted to play earlier and then they changed their mind and that's all part of being a kid and all uh and all part of being uh, a mom or dad gaming with your family well hey guys uh, and jeff thank you for joining us tonight yeah, on, thanks, on, jeff. on short fun. notice yeah i actually really enjoyed this conversation um and i hope that you guys you know listeners did too and if you have any thoughts about this subject just give reach out to us shoot us an email pubmeeple.gmail.com or we're on Twitter. But until next time, keep on gaming. Thanks for listening to the Pub Meeple Podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at pubmeeple.com or our website, www.pubmeeple.com, home to the board game ranking engine. And always remember, support your local breweries. 